first of all, um, the Bible says that a false teacher is someone who denies Christ. That's the number one thing. Uh, I believe it's Jude or James. I always confuse those two letters. But he says that certain false teachers came in who denied Christ. So the first thing a false teacher will do is they will downplay either Christ himself or the work that he did. And uh, one difference that we need to make between a false teacher and a false teaching is, you know, not everyone who says a false thing is a false teacher. You know, for instance, I, for five years of my Christian life, was teaching the wrong thing, which was salvation not being by faith alone, right? In those times, I'm a true believer. I don't deny Christ. I recognize Jesus as my Lord, right? So by Jesus' standards, I'm not a false teacher, but that was a false teaching. And then a few years down the line, I came to understand what the gospel is and then started teaching that, right? And of course, to some people, that's the false teaching. But again, it's according to what Jesus said. So some, some genuine uh, Christians and some genuine pastors and preachers um, who are saved, are believers, will not, may not speak things that are completely true today, but in future, they will understand better and correct what they used to say. That doesn't make them a false teacher. It just makes them a believer who's growing. I think sometimes we forget that the pastors and, and teachers that we hold in high esteem are also believers just like us, and they grow in their understanding. And we see, you know, we see an example of this in scripture as well. It's not just in our world today. For instance, um, the case of Peter, Everyone knows the Apostle Peter obviously is a true apostle, a true believer. But there was a time when he thought that the Gentiles weren't supposed to be saved. Okay, yeah. there was a time when James thought um, if, if someone who's not Jewish gets saved, let them now get circumcised, let them start doing the Jewish things because now they're saved. That was not, they were not false teachers, obviously, but that was a false understanding or uh, a misunderstanding of what salvation is. And I'm sure they preached that as well. But then it took the apostle Paul to come to them and tell them, hey, this isn't right. Like we believe by faith. So why are you trying to get people to change, you know, their, their culture to match ours when that doesn't make them any more saved than we are? And that's in Galatians 2 when Paul recounts this encounter with uh, Peter and James. And so we see that, you know, people have an understanding today and they might change or they might grow in that tomorrow. That doesn't make them a false teacher. The first thing is they deny Christ. Um, the second thing, uh, second thing to identify a false preacher is their fruit. Okay. And when Jesus talks about, you may know them by their fruit uh, in Matthew chapter seven, he's talking about the words that they are speaking. Okay. So if they, if they don't flat out deny Christ, you have to be able to discern in the in the message itself and see are they exalting Christ or are they making him, are they lowering him? Are they making him just like any other man? Are they saying things that are just not biblical? Like today you have some pastors who make it okay um, or say that homosexuality was never a problem in the Bible. You know, that's just a flat out lie. And so that is a big red flag. I think that when when you want to identify a counterfeit you need to know what the original is right so instead of trying to pick out every single false teacher there is or every single false teaching you can't there's there's a lot unfortunately you have to know what the truth is okay so not your opinion not what your pastor said or anybody else said but you go to the word go to the holy spirit and he shows you what the truth is and then you can tell 
even if a true preacher says something that's not completely biblical, you're like, oh, I don't know about that. And you discard it, right? Can you be able to discern between the, the, the message within their messages because you can have a whole message and there are just some little things in there that are not completely biblical, but the person themselves are a true believer and just need more understanding. Uh, I I totally I totally agree with that, and it's interesting that you mentioned when you wrote it down because I just I think like maybe like two weeks ago, I read this chapter. I think maybe quoting on First Corinthians, like think chapter thirteen, basically where um, Paul himself who was talking about um, like he was comparing Paul and Apollos, and uh, you know and he was saying that he sold by Apollos, you know, waters. And you read down, you he spoke about, you know, how some of us are basically building, you know, the temple, you know, I guess our ministry, you know, what goals and all these wonderful things that you build temples, while some other people are building with wood. And when you, when you think of those two different things, like gold and wood, two different components right. and two different right. materials. And you're talking about that, you know, at the end of the day, you know, we're all going to be tested by fire you know, to see which one was standing, so how the goal was stand. And, and it's interesting you said that because, you know, I, I did some research, I'm like, this is kind of confusing. And basically what you're saying is that there is a difference between um, being a false teacher and having, and sometimes preaching false teaching. Like sometimes you may missay something because of your experience or your emotions. And it's important to understand that and not be mindful you be mindful of what you're saying because um like even like reading through that then i realized that it's very easy for you as a person to be saved but at the same time you mislead other people and because of that they will miss heaven and right. that was like, right. wow i was like wow so yeah i'm glad you did that i like i definitely agree with you a hundred percent on that and being that said you know I guess where I want to go to with the force, like just to continue with it. Um, how would you advise, um, I guess, yeah. How would you advise like, other Christian content creators to go about, you know, engaging in conversations like this, you know, what it is in the community with other Christian content creators or just people who wants to know more about Christ? You're right. I would say the first thing is love. We have to have that towards other people in the Christian community and, of course, towards other people in the world, even if they don't believe yet. Everything that we do, if it comes out of a place of love, it will bear the fruit of the Spirit because the fruit of the Spirit is, first of all, love. And this is expressed in, you know, the gentleness and the kindness and meekness and all the other, uh, the nine gifts, the nine fruit that are, that's listed. So I think if you come out of a place of love to anyone regardless of whether they agree with you or don't uh, don't agree with you it's easy you know to love someone who agrees with you and is following you and they're they they, they share everything that you say and they're believing in you and stuff like that but it's not so easy when it comes to the people who don't so if you come out of a place of love knowing that well for me at least there was a time that i was in that place i was in that place of religious our religion and and thinking that i knew the truth and coming against people, just like how people come against me today, I came against other people years ago. And it was their love and their gentleness and their willingness to just explain the gospel to me that helped me see it. So I keep that in mind whenever I, I'm talking to someone in DMs who's being, let's say, difficult. 
I, I come with that gentleness because I know that that was me at some point. Um, I'll say that don't be in a hurry to convince people. If you're a Christian content creator or you're a preacher or anything, it's not your job to convince anyone. It's your job to know the truth and speak it and let the Holy Spirit do his work because you can't reach into the heart of someone and, and turn it. You can't, you can't convince them in their minds. It's only the Holy Spirit who makes the gospel real to people. So just like you pointed out with Paul and Apollos, all they could do was plant the seed, water it, but it's God who brought the increase. So when you understand your role as a preacher or a content creator, and you say, well, it's not my role to change everyone on the planet. It's not my role to you know, convince people that, no, this is the truth. My role is simply to give them the message and God will do his work. When you understand that, it puts you at peace. It takes off the unnecessary pressure. Like, no, this person must understand it. They might not understand it when it comes from you, but you've sown the seed, okay? Someone might water it one day and God will use different people. Uh, and, and also in a similar way, someone might have sown a seed a while ago and you're watering, but the increase might come another time. So just do your part and let it go. I think that takes pressure off you. And yeah, those would be my two biggest things. If you just come out of a place of love and you understand your role, that it's God who's working, I'm the vessel. And so as a vessel, I do my part and I leave the rest to him. You'll be good. You'll, you'll be at peace. And that's, that's well, that is definitely well said. Thank you.